0: Welcome back to Happily Bobbly Ever After. So, you heard me babble about Diane in the previous episode. It's only fair that now I should babble about takeout as well. After all, on any given day, 6% of the entire US populations will be eating takeout, which is more than the whole populations of Romania if you think about it. Imagine, every day, the entire country's of Romania will need to eat takeout to catch up with us here in the US takeout didn't go as far back as dine-in was it was one of those things that first people tried to get away from their house to eat at a dine-in establishment and once they got inside it was fine and dandy for a while but then few centuries go by and time really got people thinking maybe we should take these food out for a date Maybe we can take pictures of ourselves and our food while we're at it and send these pictures to our friends and families. What do you think about that? What a neat idea. That would show them that we have mastered the art of multitasking. Look at us. We eat and we snap pictures at the same time. That is nothing we can't do. So yes. There was a pocket of people who like to take their food out for a ride just because they want their food to experience the blue sky, the chirping bird, and the blazing sun. You know, so their food will be more humble and appreciative of getting eaten. Pronto. Look, food. See what the sun can do to you. You'd be rotten. Now, you should be more appreciative of my service when I eat you probably out of the box next time. But aside from that pocket, there was people that life was really dependent on takeout, you guys. I'm talking about the urban working class in the early 20th centuries because takeout lunch were an unavoidable part of their life. People was now working further from home in factories, but a man got to eat if you think about it, worker at takeout joints were the essential worker back in those days. And there should be sign outside of the takeout joint that read, Hero, work here. People was having it very good back in those days though. Hot and delicious meal during the middle of the day. Steam oyster scallop stew clam chowder you name it all kind of sea creatures would sacrifice their life back then for the life of the urban working class not just the lean cuisine that come in the box that you have to microwave like today but like all good things gotta come to an end the oyster and the fish was slowly depopulated because people Got them all. Basically, the oyster, the scallop, and the fish wasn't able to popping out the baby as fast as people chow, you guys. You know what they say, though. Give a man a fish and he eat for like a day. Teach a man how to fish. And there is no fish left. But what left was a bucket that some graphic designer thought it would be a good idea to add a fake No name, red temple on the sides of the bucket, and a fake Chinese writing said "thank you" on top, and make it the symbol of Chinese takeouts in America. Nobody will fall for this bucket as a legit Chinese item. You see, people are smart; they can Google and learn that nobody had ever used this bucket in China's ever. You see, yes, the white pale paper bucket that you chow your chow mein and your fried rice is older than your grandpa it's over 100 years old back in the day when oyster was cheap and wasn't just some fancy dish at red lobster the street peddler would sell pre-suck oyster to housewives so they can cook in the stove and avoid the dangerous sucking tasks Back then, the lady would carry their pre-soaked oyster proudly in this little big bucket on the street and take them home. And back then, they called it the oyster pail, not the Chinese chow mein bucket. Funny how things have changed over the years. It's all part of our marketing scheme. Takeout and delivery originated in... 1920s in the u.s apparently a chinese restaurant in l.a named Kinchu cafe was the first restaurant that offered takeout and delivery in 1922 the restaurant owner proudly proclaimed that his restaurant is the only place on the west coast making and delivering real chinese dishes one call that all and Kinchu will deliver hot dishes directly to you even as late as one AM Because that is the time you really want Chinese food you guys If you eat it anytime earlier in the day you eat at the wrong time Imagine what must go inside Kinchu owner as he came up with the takeout concepts I'm thinking of selling people food so they can eat outside of our fine restaurant. Why would people want to eat soggy food and have to clean up themselves when they could get served at restaurants like kings and queens? Also, the only thing that is so fine about our restaurant is a fine we got from the Department of Health for code violation, Dad. Well, People want what they can't have. I think the soggy food idea is really going to sell. Unfortunately, Kinchu Ono was ahead of his time. Maybe because he didn't do any market research to see some red flag. The biggest red flag was probably, I don't know, the Great Depression's. Maybe. Well, just maybe. During the Great Depression's, people can't afford to eat, let alone some fancy Chinese takeouts. Then throw in the dust ball and the World War II and now you're left with a bunch of penny pinchers. But Kinchu owner was super optimistic. Dad, we are in the middle of the Great Depressions. People are not gonna have money to order Chinese takeouts. Hey, hey, hey. That's just the kind of negativity I don't want to hear. Dad, unemployment is at 24.9%. Also, this dust ball thing, I think it's pretty serious. Don't worry about it. We have clean bowls. Dad, people are real penny pinchings right now. Don't worry about it. We'll throw in some fortune cookies to get people excited, huh? Sadly, takeout didn't take off until the 1950s. Amazing what 30 years could do to the economy, people behavior, and their waistline, huh? By 1950s, American lifestyle had changed. And technology has advanced enough that we see a takeout boom alongside a baby boom. We can always guarantee one boom will follow another booms. That's why they say boom, boom. So accurate and so predictable. In 1950s, people was moving to the suburbs so they can have bigger house, bigger yard, and watching TV. With all those options, people can drew on TV 24-7 without being a slave over a stove. We are now tally down to the last vote. The results are in. TV 365 STO Zero Making TV American newest goddess People have spoken and their messages is loud and clear. TV over stow any day. I mean it's sort of predictable though if you think about it. Once people have a taste of TV cooking on the stove? That's like impossible. Reality TV. There isn't any food in our house. Oh, what is this then? Oh, look! I found bacon. I found lettuce. I found tomato. Slap two pieces of bread, and you can make a BLT out of this ingredient. Whoa, 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 whoa! Slow down. I'm no food scientist. That's what the food scientists show. Also, being a slave over a stove—if you think about it—that's no fun. You could get burned. I refuse to be a slave to the stove. It's eat to live, not live to eat, remember? Whereas, being a slave over the TV, that's fun. Also, there isn't any chance of getting burned. So, clearly, it's a winner choice. Plus, it was only a matter of time before people realized that there was more show on TV than... The thing they can come up with on the stove. My years of stove slave is over. Hallelujah! See you later, stove. As families spend more and more leisure time in their own home, aka glue their face to their television, restaurant customer decline. So restaurant owners figure that if they can't beat them, join them. That's how Takeout was born. It was the evolutions of the finish you gotta give them what they want and those restaurants that opt in early in the takeout game they saw sales increase of 20 to 50 percent in a single year's takeout with a cash count holy moly 50 percent that's a lot of blue change people start to dream of place they could take the takeouts to margaret now we can take our restaurant-produced food anywhere in the world. Where would you like to go? As long as I don't have to clean the dishes, I'm damn Where do you want to go? I don't know. The world is our limit now. Let's watch some TV. Maybe that will spark some idea. And then by the end of 1950s, on their menus, every restaurant gently... Reminded that customer. Any item, maybe order to take out. Now, suddenly, restaurant food at home were not just for the rich people or the people without any options. It was something for everyone, you guys. The same way that Oprah made car accessible for everyone. Take out for you, take out for you takeout for you and as people was warming up to the takeout idea it got them thinkings. i got a dry to get my food and by the time i get to the takeout place i might as well eat noodle by the sink and be done with it so to solve this problem the first delivery service were none other than a pizza place in la ta-da pizza pizza I'm not sure how bitter Kinchu Cafe feel about this whole thing because he came up with the idea first. But the pizza place did promise free delivery. As long as you can make the minimum order of $2.50. And since the medium combo pizza was $2.25, it wasn't that hard to get to $2.50. See, the pizza place didn't really promise legit taste of pizza. What he was able to offer was free delivery. I don't even want pizza tonight, Dad. But it's free delivery. Okay, I guess we have pizza for tonight. Just like our smartphone today, everything back then was catered around people. TV. The TV was the center of everybody' universe. And everything and everybody was spinning around that universe. Cake mix, TV dinner, convenient frozen food, takeout. Everything was booming because people need to look at one thing and one thing only. The TV. American really discover the joys of televisions then. Oh, the joys of television. By the 1990 added to this mix is the internet. And now you have restaurants putting up menus on their websites so a hungry eater could browse, research and order their favorite food online ahead of time. Gone are the day when a trip to a restaurant is like a trip to a casino when you feel like you just try your luck, wondering what restaurant have to offer. Now, restaurants are having their menu posted so you don't have to wander the street like a food prostitute seeker. I want pudding. Who has pudding? Fast forward to today where takeout and delivery has exploded with Uber Eats, Grubhub, Postmate, just like dating, food. Now also, come for an app. She would make it a little bit harder for people to get food. After all, people need to exercise. And a little exercise by walking from the car to the restaurant wouldn't hurt, would it? That's crazy talk. Nobody walks anymore. Now, take this food to people like a real human being. Now we take out and delivery. We don't even have to leave our computer or smartphone to chow. We came a long way from center ourselves from the TV with convenient food and takeout to center ourselves around the smartphone with fast-lining delivery takeouts. Interestingly, Chinese food is still the number one takeout and delivery food in the US. But now you can get anything. And I mean everything. You can get sushi, you can eat in curry, you can get burger, you can get french fries. And they will magically appear at your kitchen table in about as much time as it takes for you to walk down the stair to open your thread. I myself, I'm not sold on Uber Eats Grubhub yet. Think about it. If you have a hard time trusting your waitress and your chef, Why would you add another middleman to your food? The more layer you are adding to your food chain, the more likely that your stomach will suffer. So when it comes to my food, the less people touch my food, the better. What if someone team up with Uber and us? What if the Uber man is also a hitman? With the way Uber pay him, can you really blame him for taking an extra gig? Have you thought about that? You just make the job a lot easier for him. He didn't even have to try. Think about Snow White and her evil stepmother. The evil stepmother didn't really need to go through all that trouble of preparing the apples, traveling for miles, and dressing up so hideous. Snow White mother can just skip all that. Wait until Snow White ordered food from Uber and poison her then. My time is up for today. Until next week, happily babbly ever after.